Hello everyone and welcome to episode 39 of Sights on Sinnoh, the Diamond and Pearl anime podcast headed towards Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. With me this week, I am joined by Karina. How's it going? Well, it is It is goodly. I have a new computer, which is the most exciting thing happening in my life right now. So hopefully uh, the computer behaves throughout this recording and, and we end <laughs> up with a recording. Fingers crossed. There we go. Yeah, it seems like it's off to a good start. Um, have you been playing any Unite lately or any other Pokemon related games? Um, I actually have been playing Stardew Valley nonstop. It went oh. on sale for $10 last week. So I Ooh. finally bought it after having my eyeballs on it for literal years. And I've put it about 40 hours in the past week. <laughs> so that has been my life. Wow, okay. Sounds like uh, quite the farmer's Yeah, I've worked there. like the equivalent of a full-time job in Stardew oh Valley. <laughs> That's true. Does uh, Stardew Valley have, like, animals that you can raise? Yeah, except for okay. I didn't realize that you had to, like, that you couldn't grow food for them throughout the winter and the spring. So I haven't fed them oh. in, like, two seasons, so they're a little bit unhappy. <laughs> but they can't die. They can just, like, be grumpy. So we're good. When, oh. when summer rolls around, they'll be great. <laughs> okay. That's good to know. Um, always nice when your livestock stays alive. Uh, and this week, we are actually talking about some Pokemon livestock on Indeed. today's episode. Yes, yes. the uh, the first episode is titled uh, Tanks for the Memories. <laughs> and it's uh, episode 10 of Battle Dimension. So... What did you think about this episode just going in with the the setup? Because there's no cold open, but there's just no, like a but weird it opened mm-hmm. and I was like, it's the Maid Cafe episode. <laughs> I've been seeing gifs and screenshots from this mm-hmm. episode all over the internet the past few months and I was like, I don't I have no idea what the context for this. And this this was it. This was the context. This is this is the money episode in terms of yes, pictures is... of everybody in maid outfits. Exactly. It's all been leading up to this. This is the pinnacle of the Diamond and Pearl series right here. And surprisingly, not as much of a meme as I thought it was going to be. But we'll get more into that. So let's read the blurb first, which is, Brock leads his friends to the Mountain Hut Maid Cafe, where waitresses spring, summer, and autumn serve up fresh Miltank milk. Spring and summer's Miltank are perfectly trained, but autumn's new Miltank is... Ilta won't listen to anything Autumn says. Autumn is ready to give up on Ilta, but Brock wants to repair the relationship between Trainer and Pokemon. Wait, Miltank so, milk? Is it not Moomoo milk? Did they call it Moomoo milk in the episode? Um, is that something different? That's a good question. So, later on in Bulbapedia, it says Moomoo milk, but... Just that first summary seems to say Miltank milk for some reason. Interesting. But, I was assuming it was mm-hmm. Moomoo milk. You're right, because that's what's called in the games. It's an item that heals you for like 100 health points. So pretty good healing item, actually. And this whole episode actually revolves around a real location in the games. Where does and- it revolve around? <laughs> well, literally, I think the only thing you can do there is buy this Moomoo milk, and uh, I think it's geographically in the right place between Solacy on Town and Veilstone, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember where where our heroes are on the trip exactly. If they if they got through Silesian Town, I think they did for the contest. Yeah, yeah. Um, Don just lost in Silesian Town. Yes, exactly, and that's a big theme or like plot point of this episode is Don kind of recovering from that loss still. Um, but it's not necessarily the A or B plot. I'd say the A plot is more of Brock trying to help Autumn and Ilta. Uh, but it's still nice that we get some like side character development for for Dawn as she kind of faces this uh, this struggle, I guess, in her career. Yeah, I I didn't love Brock in this episode. I feel like there mm. was there was a lot going on with him, but we can get to that. Right, right. Yeah, there's def- Brock is this is probably the most featured and most that he's done actively um both good and bad so to start off as we enter the the cafe um he's immediately going into the like the the i don't know what to call it exactly the kind of like behavior i guess that cafes are supposed to inspire people to have which is kind of just like treating it like you're at home um making it feel like a very familiar environment, which confuses Don and Ash for a bit because they're like, have you been here before? <laughs> like, what's going on, um, Brock? But uh, this is when he kind of jumps in a lot and Krogunk has a lot of uh, time trying to keep Brock from doing any any over-flirtatious stuff with the waitresses here. And that eventually yeah, leads Yeah, Krogunk us... had some, some good emotional uh, closed captioning <laughs> in this episode. Um, yeah, yeah he, was, he was working overtime for sure. And we finally get to the barn section where we learn about how each of the waitresses have their own mill tank that they're raising. Two of them, as I mentioned, are pretty well behaved. But then the third one is just... <laughs> It's just like chilling uh, in in the middle of the the pasture, and yeah, just doesn't yeah, just a few things. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, continue, but a few things. Sure, and, and it just doesn't lessen to Ilta, who's clearly like the youngest out of these three, and even mentions that she's probably just gonna let go of Ilta, which kind of breaks Brock's character that we've seen so far this episode to being a very very much breather mode, I guess, where he's like, hey, no, you can't give up on that. There's there's a lot that goes into the relationship between a trainer and the Pokemon, so we're going to work on that together. Yeah, so the opening of this episode is like them showing up to this mm-hmm. this maid cafe where we have these three, presumably sisters, running it, mm-hmm. and of course Brock like immediately hits on all yes. of them. Um, and I, I wrote this down, but I, I don't know if it was at this moment or when they're standing in the barn but like Krogunk poison jabs him and then the uh, the closed captioning says Krogunk repulse (laughs) so that was good nice um so like immediately after that happens they like bring uh Ash and Brock and Don like out to the field they're like oh like we have some thirsty customers and I'm like indeed you do um so they like they're like, okay, well, we need to, like, bring out the milk tanks to milk our milk tanks. Mm-hmm. And they, like, line them up and strap them into this milking torture device. <laughs> um, and they have, like, these three milk tanks that are happily being milked. Mm-hmm. And then um, Autumn, who is one of the sisters, her milk tank, who is named Ilta, is just sitting out in the field scratching her butt. Mm-hmm. And 
I like how many times they show us Ilta scratching her butt. <laughs> it's good. Oh, yeah. And then I wrote down at this point, Kogunk is amused. Mm, so okay. Kogunk really, yeah. Take I feel like in the intro to Close Captain's on, there's a lot of little details like this that I'm missing, clearly. It's real good. Um, but yeah, what do you think about the, the setup here for the episode, which is basically a cafe that's being run by these three sisters, and one of them's having issues with their mill tank. And Brock is kind of the one who steps in to help. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I think ultimately it's like... Uh, I don't know if I'd say it's like fillery because it is trying to really show us like Brock mm-hmm. as a as a character. It's like not really propelling the story along all that much. I think it's like the main selling point of this is we get a bunch of maids and we get to see Brock being like a nice trainer. So like it's fine. Yeah. At- and then kind of on the sa- on the side we have Don like dealing with having just lost a contest. Right. And while Brock's dealing with that, we also get a moment where. They just, Dawn and Ash decide to help the rest of the sisters with running the cafe. And that leads to pretty much everyone dressing up in a maid outfit <laughs> to fit the, the scenery, of course. Um, yes, we get everyone in maid yes. outfits, including Ash and Dawn and Piplup and Pikachu and Turtwig and everybody <laughs> else who you could ever possibly want to see in a maid outfit shows up in a maid outfit to help out. Um, I... I presumed that it was because like Dawn was out uh, with uh, not Dawn Autumn was mm-hmm. out um, like dealing with her mill tank with Brock and they're like well we need extra help right. and y'all are here so <laughs> we clearly need like eight of you to fill in uh, <laughs> Autumn's Autumn's work here Autumn is the real multitasker of this <laughs> little restaurant yep. and we get two customers to come in one of them wearing a shirt that is a reference did you catch this by any chance I was trying to figure out who she was on the shirt, and I didn't know who it was. Yes, so in the games, this character is called Chris. Uh, But in the anime, there was actually a series around 2002, so way before this one, like five, six years or so. And that featured... A character called Marina for a two-part episode, who is basically Chris in terms of design. But this is all taking place in the Johto region. And Marina is actually a Pokemon coordinator, as we find out in uh, Jubilife, actually. And um, when Zoe is teaching Dawn about double performances, we see a clip of Marina using her Feraligator and Jigglypuff to make a double performance. And her face is what's on this guy's t-shirt, actually. Fun. Yeah. Fun bit of trivia. Yeah, it's kind of deep, honestly. But it is interesting that this is the third appearance that she's... A third cameo she's kind of made um, in the course of just these two seasons of Sinnoh. So it could be that they're already teasing a bit of Johto coming back as remakes. But uh, it, it's just a very interesting little detail that they decide to include in here. Uh, but Ash steps up to be the the maid for them, <laughs> which kind of startles them. Um, but he's able to, to get them all comfy and drinking their favorite milk. Uh, and then we cut to Team Rocket, who decides that they want to start a cafe as well. Yeah, with this episode and the next one. Mm-hmm. 
I was kind of unclear as to how Team Rocket came. Did they just like have happen to have the same business idea as, oh, yeah. as the twerps? Like, how how did they decide? Like, we decided that now is the time to start a maid cafe. Clearly, mm-hmm. and then in the next episode, they're like, now is definitely the time to start a hot <laughs> hotel. Like, mm-hmm. yes, this makes sense at this particular time. That's so interesting. I totally I totally skipped that. Uh connection between the two it it is very random and like if anything this is probably the strongest motivation for them to realize that they need to steal a pokemon because they're like hey we're starting a cafe but we need the source of milk uh so that's why we need to steal a milk tank and i'm like all right that's that's honestly a lot better than some other ones where they try to make a scenario completely out of thin air yeah, so they like um, they decide to start their maid cafe, and they get all dolled up. Although Jesse and Meowth put on their maid mm-hmm. outfits, but James didn't put on a maid outfit. And I was like, why is James the only <laughs> one not in a maid outfit? But yeah. Anyway, he puts on like this butler suit, and they try to open their cafe. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the same kids who went to um, like the 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 milk the actual maid yes. cafe like show up to this one and they try to get served and Jesse's like have coffee yeah. and they're like, we don't want coffee we want milk and that's how they yeah that's how they determine that uh, they need to steal a milk tank right they're very stingy even with this coffee because <laughs> Wabafet serves it using like a a like minuscule amount of coffee into this hot water and the customers are like uh this is barely even coffee we're out of here <laughs> like we even just we didn't even want this one milk in the first place um yep so yeah that's their dilemma basically for this episode and as we cut back to brock and autumn he's teaching her a lot about patience and uh, bonding with Meltank while using his happini as his kind of disciple basically and showing like hey i'm gonna bond with happini today and you can kind of copy what we're doing. Yeah, I thought that was nice because I kind of forgot that Brock had a happy <laughs> to be honest, because mm-hmm. we haven't seen much of him. So it was nice that kind of made sense that he's like, well, we haven't really seen much of this Pokemon, so we're going to use this opportunity to bond with happy Exactly, yeah. Um, I really liked happy as a choice as well, not only because of screen time, but like it makes sense. It's a baby Pokemon that he's he recently has acquired. Um, and there's like a little scenario of him and a peony bonding over a flower as admirant. Uh, Elta and Autumn try to do the same, but Elta actually eats the flower. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know why Autumn gets so upset. Yeah. It's like, look, you made your cow happy. Right. You gave them a flower to eat. Exactly. Um, and I'll also say that, like, it makes sense that mm-hmm. Happiny is chosen because they're like a baby Pokemon, mm-hmm. but also Happiny kind of OP this episode. <laughs> yes. Happiny is the, um, underrated hero here for sure um but yeah i also found that weird that olive does not really have that connection with her mill tank it kind of freaks out when things don't go exactly as brock showed her but even brock shows that you can improvise with that and saying hey it, she, she still liked the flower like it wasn't the way we did it but um if she enjoys eating it that's also a good um experience to have together yeah, totally. And as we go on, they they do a number of things. Um, I think one of them is like try to to wash the each other. They try to wash the Pokemon, like bathe them. 
Um, I laughed real hard at this point <laughs> because, like, mm-hmm. Brock is like, okay, so, like, get them all soapy and, like, give them a good scrub. And Autumn is like, great, and starts, like, yes. scrubbing away. And then it, like, pans out. And Miltank <laughs> is just a cloud of sucks with these eyes. Miltank has these, like, eyes the whole yeah. time. Um, this Miltank where they're kind of, like, half closed and she's just looking, like, real chill. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, sitting there, <laughs> basically just, like, a cloud with these slanty eyes. And it's super duper funny. So I enjoyed that scene. Um, and also, yeah, I just identified with Autumn very much with her uh, overall clumsiness. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that was one of the traits they tried to give her. Like, during this scene, she goes and tries to walk over to get water, and she just randomly trips over rocks. Um, so she she's just having a rough time here, but it's actually kind of amusing to see, unlike in other scenarios where it's not kind of merited as much, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Right, and then... This scene, I kind of liked as well, where they go to a bridge and Brock tells her about supporting your Pokemon and giving them positive, like, reinforcement, basically. And for this demonstration, he walks across the bridge with Hepini as Hepini kind of gets scared halfway across. Uh, but he says, no, you're doing a great job. We're going to make it across. And then it very adorably, like, jumps off at the end. And they just have a, a tender moment there. Uh, Autumn tries to do the same. But <laughs> uh, Ilta won't even budge as he tries pulling it. Until Brock tries to bathe it with a Petra Berry. And it has a very goofy smile on its face as it starts running across the bridge. Yeah, and then halfway across, um, as expected, Miltank is like, holy cow, and he <laughs> like, swingy, weak bridge, and stops. And Autumn is like, let's get going. And in order to try yes! to get Ilta to move, she, like, oh. gives her a big old slap and, like, slaps her, like, into the, into the like, side of the bridge, I right. guess. And I guess she, she, like, rebounds or something, like, off the other end, and it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it like bumps into the railing, and then that shakes the bridge enough to to move Autumn over to one side. Uh, and Brock rushes on to catch her as she like is about to fall off, and then the railing starts to break. So now they're both gonna fall down into the river. And Hepini, as you were saying before, really saves the day here and just <laughs> yanks Brock, who's holding Autumn, and yeets them both onto safety. <laughs> Yeah, she just, like, catapults both of them off the bridge. Um, all all by its little eggy self. Yeah, it's it's super cute. Um, another great uh, demonstration here of Hapiti's kind of signature trait in, in the series is that it's very small, but it's super strong. And I don't think that's ever really explained. It's just like, hey, Hapiti has this, like, immense strength for some reason, but we're, we're not really going to de- tell you why. And then... I mean, that's okay. I, I think it works out, especially in, in situations like this. Yeah. Uh, we go back to the pasture where Brock kind of tells Autumn, like, that's okay and gives her reassurance. And this is the the part that, like, I felt was the most unnecessary of this episode is Autumn starts to kind of fall for Brock. Yeah, I also, like made a note of like this this moment between Brock and Autumn mm-hmm. is is real weird mm. and I think like this is the moment where they're like gazing into each other's mm-hmm. eyes and like while they're busy doing that team rocket swoops down and they're like we're gonna conveniently take this mill tank while y'all are th- doing weird things 
Right. Um, but just before that, we, we cut back to the cafe where uh, we see like things are, are going past rush hour and Ash goes out with Turtwig to go and try and train more. Uh, while Dawn kind of just sees him like run off excitedly. Uh, Piplup notices, and this is amazing. <laughs> did you see, uh, did you want to talk about how Piplup's uh, walking around right now? Um, yeah. I, don't you, I don't know if you made a note of that. Fishes on its yeah. on its head. Is this the moment? Yes. And is like <laughs> while walking by with all of these fishes, <laughs> like notices. Piplup is such a sweetie in this episode, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, I'm like busy, but I feel like something is up with you." Yes, it's not. Yeah, it's already adorable. Somehow perfectly balancing this tray on its head, um, and yeah, Dawn is clearly dismayed, and Piplup notices, which I think is another great little moment between the two. We we cut to what's going on outside with Turtwig and Ash, um, trying to train, and she also is kind of motivated by this to do it herself, uh, as she's like back in their, her normal clothes. But as she's about to like bring out a Pokemon to try and train, she gets a flashback of what Zoe told her. Yeah, she gets a flashback of Zoe being like, mm-hmm. well, you lost the last contest because like your move was real pretty, but we couldn't see um, and- like we couldn't see your Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the whole point. And she like we flash back to like this whole paragraph that Zoe yes. said. And then Dawn's like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then Piplup comes up and is like, are you okay? Yeah. And Dawn starts crying. And it's like, oh, my heart. And then, yeah. And then Ash comes around and is like, <laughs> are you crying? And she's like, uh, no. And he's like, oh, you just have something in your eye. And mm-hmm. she's like, yes, definitely. <laughs> and I'm like, how? How is this tiny little penguin more perceptive than the human that you have been traveling with <laughs> yeah. this whole time? Piplup is immediately like, something is wrong. And Ash is like, oh, you clearly have something in your eye. And I don't even think in this case, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like it wasn't Ash being like, oh, I'm going to give you an out. Mm, like, it seemed mm-hmm. like he genuinely yeah. was like, oh, you're not crying. Why would you be crying? Yeah. Yeah, because he immediately is like, uh, let's go let's go eat food. And like, all right. <laughs> they run off. Um yeah, Ash is Ash is not the most like aware here, clearly. Um, so not not the biggest points for his character. Piplup really steals the show here as the emotional comfort for Don, which is nice. Uh, yeah, Piplup being the the most developed character <laughs> as usual. Yes, uh, it's at least for now. We'll, we'll see. We'll see as it, the show continues. But going back to Brock and Autumn. Uh, they're talking more about how to, like, praise them, right? I think this is actually when the bath scene happens. We we see Team Rocket is preparing for, like, what to do and decide to go get um, a milk for themselves, or a cow for themselves, which is Miltank. Uh, and Brock and Autumn find this, like, apple tree, which... <laughs> Ilta just starts punching <laughs> uh, and a bunch of Beedrill come out because they're like what What are you doing? <laughs> You're just punching our tree man Apples, so that was how she was getting them down. Exactly, yeah she just really wanted the apples but then starts retreating immediately once it sees all these uh, Beedrill come out and uh, Autumn actually steps in front of Ilta to try and defend it as a Beedrill comes in but then we get Hapini stepping in using a new move, which makes the Beatrio all start just freaking out in the middle of the air. 
yeah, I was trying to figure out what was happening. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think it like was supposed to paralyze them, but it was kind of hard to tell like what exactly mm. was happening to the Beedrills. Right. Um, I also had like no clue what happened here because you just see a like a uh, a like flash of pink come from Hapini, but even um, Barack doesn't say anything. So it's like what what's happening here? Um, they run back to the pasture where they're clear and just like resting from from running away, and uh, Ilta gives Alam a, a big lick as like a thank you for defending it. So. We're actually seeing some progress between these two, which is nice. Indeed, yes. Very cute. Uh, and this Brock's trying to figure out what's happening with Hapini. Uh, this is when Team Rocket steps in and just, in this moment of, like, Brock laying on his back, they just <laughs> grab Ilta and uh, Autumn, and then uh, Brock climbs onto the net as well to to kind of make sure that they can't get away super easily. Yep. Um, and honestly, um, mm-hmm. like you mentioned that for once, like Team Rocket had a, a like good reason to like steal a Pokemon. But in this moment, I was like, why? Where did they come from? Why are they? What's happening? Why are they mm-hmm. stealing Ilta again? And it like took me a sec to be like, oh, right. They need a milk tank because they need Moo milk because they want to open a maid cafe because they had that brilliant idea yeah. at just the right moment. So be- Because reasons, basically. Yeah. Um, and they do their whole motto in their melt in their like made outfits, which is kind of cool. And as they start like r- just floating away <laughs> with uh, all these people underneath the balloon in the net, they uh, go right by Ash and Don, who are, who are just like eating ice cream outside the cafe. And they're like, "Is that is that Brock and, and Autumn?" And they're like, "Oh, yeah. okay, we gotta finish our ice cream and then run after them." Yep, very cute moment of Piplup on the steps licking an ice cream cone. Oh, yeah. Um, very, very cute. And then they, like, see the Meowth balloon overhead, and they're like, mm-hmm. that's a Meowth balloon, and that's right. a net, and that's Brock hanging <laughs> we should, We should go. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, well, break time's over. Um, we gotta go rescue them now. But there's no need for them, as we see <laughs> Happy... As, okay, so at this point, they're, uh, Team Rocket has put Brock, Ilta, Miltank and Hapini and Autumn all in this cage. And as they kind of taunt them with the key, Hapini just uses the move that we saw earlier and they all fall asleep, which lets them like get out of the out of the cage. Uh, and this is where Brock reveals that Hapini is using secret power. Yeah, I feel like secret power was a move I never really understood mm-hmm. in the games, so I'm not surprised I didn't really understand it in the anime. Yeah, um, what, from this episode, what do you think Secret Power does? Uh, well, Brock was like, first you paralyze the Beedrill, and next you put people to sleep, and therefore it is Secret Power. So I was like, I guess Secret <laughs> Power just does whatever you need it to do in the moment, clearly. Makes sense. Yeah, and, and totally, especially for, with the explanation, does not do a lot to kind of, un- to make it, comprehensible so i actually looked this up myself because i'm not super familiar and how secret power works is that it's a move that does damage with a 30 percent chance of causing a secondary effect and that effect is determined by the environment that the move is used in 
Oh, so it is exactly what you need to do for whatever situation you're in. Um, <laughs> I remember, is, mm-hmm. is Secret Power the one you use to make your bases in yes. like, whichever game it is? Okay, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the only thing I remembered about Secret Power, and I was like, I don't know how that translates to putting things to sleep, so I don't right. know what's going on here. I- exactly, yeah, and the list of things here that we see in action is if it's in a building or in a just normal terrain, so like probably a city or something like that, it has the chance of causing paralysis, which is, I guess, what we kind of saw by the tree. That's why there was all these rocks around the apple tree before. Um, or, oh, no, 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 no. That was actually confusion. That makes more sense. Um, because it says uh, if it's... Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. If it's a rocky terrain, it has a chance of causing confusion. And then if it's long grass, it has a chance of causing sleep, which is what we see here. Um, okay yeah i guess that makes sense sure yeah it's kind of neat i I think it could be done a little better but i do appreciate that them of them trying to use a move like this that's kind of um abstract in how it's portrayed uh in the anime at least because i always love seeing new moves just shown in the show um yeah and clearly brock knows what's up which is right (laughs) um and this is the first time I think we've ever seen this move in the anime, if, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, another first there. So, they're able to get out of the cage. Brock's very proud of this Hapiti, which I think is cute. Um, <laughs> and then, this moment I totally forgot about. Uh, do you remember how Team Rocket wakes up? How do they wake up? Wallafit just pours a... Oh, Yeah. <laughs> A bucket of water all over them, <laughs> and they're like, "What's happening?" Um, yeah, Wobbuffet's still in the maid outfit. It is yes! like, "Wake up, we have work to do." <laughs> oh man, that's even better when you put it that way. Um, but as they get up and see what's happening, um, Elta and Autumn are running off with Autumn just kind of pushing <laughs> Miltank along uh, until she trips from again just being a bit clumsy herself. Uh, and the, another like little weird romantic moment between autumn and brock which is thankfully interrupted by jesse of all people <laughs> uh as team rocket soars in on their balloon to try and catch them again yes and this is where we get the battle between team rocket and um brock and autumn uh ash and dawn have finally caught up with them which is kind of nice he sends out Turtwig to try and use energy ball which is the move that they've been practicing this whole episode but it unfortunately does not quite work as it just drops a little, a little, like a few feet before it reaches Team Rocket. Yeah, so uh, Dawn and Ash finally catch up and they're like, great, we're going to take on Team Rocket mm-hmm. with a battle. And then yes. I think Dawn is like about to send out Piplup or something and Brock is like, wait, we're going to do a tag team battle so yeah. that Elsa and Autumn can bond. Yeah, I'm like, oh, all right, that's cool. He has enough confidence that, like, hey, if we fail, like, th- they can take care of it easily, but uh, let's just, like, give this sh- this a shot, which is kind of nice. Uh, James sends in Carnivine, and then Elta goes in for a headbutt, which, which is actually listening to Autumn, so that's a nice development there as well. Um, Happini just, like, yeets the viper by its tail <laughs> um, as it shows yeah, off its Hapini- strength so op mm-hmm. this episode yeah and then it just hits them with a pound and just throws like all these people in the air 
And that sets up for Miltank's rollout to just hit them and send them blasting off. So, overall, very effective teamwork between uh, all four of these, uh, well, two Pokemon and two trainers, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Miltank is now... Uh, Ilta and Olive are now back to like together and collaborating, which is nice. We cut back to the barn where uh, Autumn says, "Like Ilta, can we please have some of your milk?" As it straps in and it just gives consent, I guess, to be milked. Yes, straps uh, herself <laughs> into this torture machine and is like, yeah. "Take mine." <laughs> what what makes you call it a torture machine exactly? It looks like a torture machine. It's like this big, crazy metal thing with, like, tubes and knobs. And the mill tanks are, like, properly strapped in with, like, knobbly, belty. I don't know. It looks unpleasant. Yeah, I mean, probably for me and you, I, maybe it's a little more comfortable for the mill tank. But it, it is, like, a very elaborate contraption to get milk and i i actually am very curious now how how milks are regularly um milked in 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 the real world so i might have to do that comparison later um but that kind of wraps up the plot there between ilta and autumn and as we get ready to say goodbye between our heroes and the maids here at the maid cafe um brock reassures her like no you're no longer my student you've you graduated because clearly you're like you're getting along with Autumn now, and just as Holy they're about to leave, this moment for Brock to be like, "You're no longer my student," which means uh-huh. we can get it on. Oh my god, no! <laughs> I was so ready for him to like go down that line. He's he's not into Autumn clearly. He's very much into the, the sisters though. Um, because as they walk away, they're like, "Come back anytime." And he's like, oh, "If you say so," and starts running back, but. <laughs> Ash and yeah. Don stop him. Brock is like, I'm like, I think while they're in the barn and like, um, Ilta is being milked, um, Brock like puts his arms around the other sisters and is mm-hmm. like, I'm available for all kinds of consultations. Yeah. And I was like, okay, Brock, what kinds of consultations? <laughs> um, yeah. And then at the end, I think he mm-hmm. gets another poison jab from Krogunk. And this time, Krogunk is exasperated. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. I, I kind of like how they're reading Krogung's emotions here because he doesn't really have a very emotional face typically. Um, so another another good idea for why to have the closed captions on. Indeed. But yeah, this pretty much wraps up the episode here. So what would you rate Tanks for the memories? Um, I think I would give it... I think I would give it like a seven. Like mm-hmm. I think it was fine overall. Like I really, the maid stuff was very like I think it was an entertaining episode, and that's mm-hmm. basically like all my mm-hmm. ratings are. It's like, did I like watching this or did I not? And I, I think I did like walk, watching this. Um, I didn't like Brock. He did like too much weird flip flopping between mm-hmm. being like super horny and like super wise, and it was just like it was too much for me. I was like, can we just like not like this? Just doesn't make any sense. So I didn't love Brock here, but overall, um, I think the episode was a fun watch yeah same here i was afraid this would be this would feel super fillery and like just there to to keep the show going but i think there's a lot of neat stuff with brock when he was being serious um and also acknowledging all the other little things that our characters are working on like don with her contest confidence ash with his uh energy ball 
Um, and it wasn't, it, it broke down the formula, a formula a little more than usual, which I appreciate. Um, but yeah, I, I remember in the Hepini episode, he very much got over this flirtatious self of his as he helped Nurse Joy, um, help Hepini hatch and also get the Pokemon Center up and running. And I kind of wish he had that consistency here as well, which... I think it's is definitely the stronger part of Brock's character. So overall, yeah, I th- like mm-hmm. sorry. Um, I was just gonna say if I remember correctly, like in the past, he like was like head over heels immediately, but then was like serious for the rest of the episode, yes. mm-hmm. which I like a lot better than this weird like alternating between both of them. It was just like really jarring. Right. Um. So yeah, it could have been stronger if they just had a uh, more consistent personality for him at, uh, throughout this episode I think um, very much like that one I I, I liked Dawn's moment kind of because like they're kind of setting up how she's feeling at this moment but they don't really deliver on it in a way that I think it could have been stronger this episode um, but we'll talk a bit more about that because I think it, it kind of bleeds into what happens the following episode. Rating wise, I, I would also give this a seven. I think it's pretty enjoyable. Um, definitely <laughs> a fun one that I could point people to if they want to see like what the main episode is about. Uh, because I am very curious what people's expectations are when they see all those memes and gifts on Twitter about it. Um, uh, and I'm happy to say, I think it's pretty good. I, I think it's, it's definitely worth watching, even if you're just trying to see what why are these outfits in play and where does this all come from yeah agreed um this is the first episode in the season without a cold opening uh if it's not obvious enough the english subtitle is derived from thanks for the memories and okay this is the part that i think is also weird for why they chose to introduce secret power this, despite learning it in this episode, Baroxapini would not be seen using secret power again throughout the remainder of the series. Does that surprise you at all? Wait, so like we never see secret power again? Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> it's, it's like, why, why, why would you do this? Uh, it's a cool move that like could be used more often, but I guess... They just wanted to do something with it this one episode and never again. So that's why even I forgot that Happini knew this move. Um, but yeah, just some trivia there. In case you're a fan of Secret Power, I'm sorry to say it's no longer here. But what is here is the next episode called Hot Springing a Leak. And the blurb here reads, When it's late and there's no Pokemon Center nearby, Dawn comes up with the solution. Visit a nearby hot spring owned by the parents of her friend Leona. So again, no cold open this episode as Oh, uh, I wrote down there is a cold open of Turtwig's energy ball failing again. Oh, is there? Am I wrong? That's what I wrote down, but I could have been not paying attention, but I but now that I'm thinking of it, um Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the- there was a moment of Turtwig energy ball failing at the end of this episode. So yeah, I think there was a cold open. It wasn't a cold open as much as they're just training. And then that's oh, what, what? Yeah. Okay. It, it's just then Brock saying, okay, like, enough training for today. We need to go find a Pokemon Center. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. This, I feel like this season, mm-hmm. um, the openings have been 
super weird. I'm like, how did like I, I have been questioning whether they're cold opens or not, and I'm mm, like, how did mm-hmm. how did we get here? Like, did I miss something? And then it just keeps going, and I'm like, nope. Like, there was an episode a few ago where there was just a whole new character that just arrived, and all they said was like they encountered this character, and then they were like a super central oh, character yeah. for the whole for the whole episode. I I don't even remember what their name was, but there was like no context for where yeah. this character came from, but they're just like in the middle of a battle and they're like super in there the whole episode and then I guess we never see them again. <laughs> so like I feel like they mm-hmm. like maybe did fewer cold opens but are still doing like I feel like the starts of the episodes are still just as as jarring. Yeah, they're kind of just in the middle of the story and uh yeah, I totally remember that one. It's with Probo Pass and the trainer who's named Alan, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. So <laughs> we talked about this a bit, but the the fun, interesting part about that episode is actually the voice actor for Alan. Did you have any idea who that might be? Uh, no, who was it? It was Goku's voice actor. Oh, I don't watch uh, Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've not watched it in a long time either. But I was like, oh, now that you say it. This is why they made Alan's character this whole personality. Um, but again, he's he's fighting Churchwig in that episode. And then this one also begins with <laughs> Ash just saying, use energy ball. And you're like, well, oh, okay, I guess we're training. Um, and that's when Brock's yeah, like... Yeah, I think I, like, I mm-hmm. missed when energy ball became this big thing. But I feel like it's like several episodes of yeah. us getting Turtwig failing energy ball. And I'm like, I, I guess this is a thing that's happening now. Yes, this started with the unknown episode because... Um, what's his name? One of Don's rivals um, from Twinleaf Town has a Breloom. Kenny? Kenny, thank you. Yes, Kenny's using energy ball on his Breloom. And Ash is like, oh, Churchwick oh, could right, use that. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah. Exactly. And now, like, that's the plot. <laughs> like, uh, is Churchwick trying to learn energy, energy ball in these next few episodes? Um, but their training is cut short here as Brock's like, hey, it's getting late. We have to find a place to stay. But there's no Pokemon Center. And of all times, this is when Dawn decides to speak up and say, oh, yeah, there's a hot spring hotel around here that I know about that we could go to. And I'm like, why didn't you just say it earlier? Like, they could have planned for this. Yeah, and also it's like this best friend who we have never, ever heard of yeah. before. Yeah. Like, <laughs> owns a hot spring hotel exactly where they are. Sure. Right. Um, so apparently they moved from Twin Leaf Town to this middle of nowhere location uh, to, to build like a whole hotel. So... I, I, Don just has like friends all over the region. Apparently, that's <laughs> what I'm starting to discover. Uh, first, yeah, Kenny she's clearly very well connected. Yes, <laughs> uh, she she like actually has friends in all these towns, and when they're not looking, she goes to visit them, and they're like, "Where'd you go?" Um, and as we get to the hotel, we get a very dramatic little um scene with. Leona, who is the friend of Dawn, as she's counting on her Swinem to help her out with something. Um, Swinem are pretty cute here, I-, I have to say. They're very cute. I like their little, their little like, nub, Swinem, nub, chant. Yeah. And their little, like, formations, they're very cute. I like them a lot. Uh, and as she's in the middle of talking to them, Dawn shows up and she's like, hey, it's Dee Dee. <laughs> Which immediately kills Dawn's momentum. <laughs> 
Yep, she really does not like that nickname. Although I will say, mm-hmm. they're like, there's this supposed to be like this big secret of why she's called Dee Dee, and I'm mm. like, why does there have to be a story? Like her name starts with D, and she mm. was like a kid. Like, sure, it makes sense. Why is there like yeah. this big mystery around mm-hmm. her her nickname? But I wonder if we'll ever get to know what the story behind that is. I'm trying to remember if that's this season or next season. I think it might be the next one, actually. So. <laughs> strap in stay tuned (laughs) um but yeah i'm like it's her name's dawn like her last name could be like daniels or something like it it could just be that simple um but it's definitely more of like why does dawn not want to tell them um about it um and she's like leon's like all right right I'll, i'll drop the nickname uh and they're like hey it's great to see you How's the ho- how's the hot spring hotel? Leona tries to kind of answer, but um, she then like kind of changes the subject and says, "Hey, I saw you on TV at the contest." And Dawn's like, "Oh yeah, uh, about that," <laughs> because Leona's like, "Oh, I'm sure I know you lost, but I'm sure you'll enter the next one." And Dawn's like, um, "I think I might not enter my next contest for a while because I'm going to take a break." Um. Yeah, now that I'm, now that I'm thinking, where did Kenny, didn't Kenny show up and is like, or was that like at the, at the end of the Salasian town? When did Kenny show up and when she, when Dawn was like, I'm not going to do the next contest, is Kenny was like, you have to do the next contest. And she's like, okay, I'll do the next contest. What, what episode was that? Yeah, so that was near the end of the Salasian contest. Uh, or yeah, of that episode, uh, they like... Kenny leaves in the evening, but they decide to stay at the Pokemon Center for the night. And the next morning, that's when show that's when Zoe shows up and gives her the breakdown of her performance and also says, hey, it's okay to take a break. So Kenny also doesn't know that Dawn's going to take a break here. Oh, okay. And somehow in my brain, that moment was like confused with this. But yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Don's like, how's it going? And Leona's like, uh, no need to worry, which was cute. Yeah. And then, uh, but like, I was like, Don, like, read the room. Like, Leona right. clearly doesn't want you to use these hot springs for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Um, but Don goes running on to those hot springs, uh, regardless of all of the cues coming from Leona. <laughs> yeah, like, they even go and get changed with their swimwear. Um, and then all that time, Leona doesn't really step in and try to tell them, like, stop, like, she kind of just gives up, until they get to the hot springs themselves, which has, like, a, a Gyarados, like, plate on the back, which I found kind of cool, that's where the water comes from, uh, and they hop in and find out it's shallow and cold. Uh, I also thought the Gyarados fountain was cool. Continue. Yeah! Uh, I, I'd also like to see, like, a Milotic one, that'd be neat. Ooh, yeah. Is my, what Milotic is like Gen two or something? Milotic is Gen three, but okay. So we we do have Milotics by this point. Exactly. I kind of feel like Milotics actually more popular when Gen four came along because it became easier to get, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, here, <laughs> Leonis is like, "Hey, can you tell how embarrassed I am that like the." the hot spring isn't working uh and we just cut to later where they're all dressed up again and she's explaining that the hot spring source is located at the top of this mountain where the water flows through and her parents actually went to go investigate what's going on because the water just stopped coming uh, a few days ago 
Yeah, so uh, Hot Spring Hotel not doing so good, big mm-hmm. mystery, and um, I don't know if it's now or later, but they're like, okay, we're going to, um, Leona's like, I'm going to like get my swine ups to go find more hot springs, and the, the twerps are like, great, we'll help you, and they embark on an adventure to go find new hot springs. Exactly, because this is the reason she has these swine up here, and, and kind of what she was doing at the beginning of the episode, which is... Uh, getting her swine them ready to find the source of the hot springs. Um, and I guess, like, maybe find a new one in case something happened to the old one that they were using. Um, but I, I'm i pretty sure this is also part of what swine them's abilities include. Uh, because they have, like, good noses and can search for smell to discover hot springs as Dawn discovers with her Pokedex. Um, and in Gen 2, actually... There was a whole episode of them using swine to try to find an oil uh, source in the middle of this desert. So it's interesting that they're using them for for something else here as well. Um, Okay, this is where we get to the part where I'm like, did we really need this? Because we start getting flashbacks to Dawn and Leona in kindergarten. Yeah, I also thought that this was kind of weird. Like, we see them in their uniforms, and throughout the episode, we get sprinklings of these flashbacks to kind of explain that they're a team, that they took down this bully together, but, like, I don't, I, I felt like you could have just used more time to, to like, show and talk about it rather than, like, give these <laughs> these flashbacks, which, like, sure, show them adorably dressed in the, in, like, the preschooler trainer garb that you see in the games but uh, honestly one would have been enough yeah and also uh like jumping forward to the end of the episode they Mm -hmm. like they like have these flashbacks throughout showing um how they dealt with this like playground bully Mm -hmm. and the last flashback is them like standing over the bully yeah on his back and i'm like (laughs) is the implication that they like teamed up and beat him up like is that the moral of the story (laughs) question mark yeah like they don't ever explicitly explain what they did they just we took down the bully (laughs) and it's like is this kid dead like what did you do um because there's like a scene also where like they hold hands and punch him together supposedly yeah i was like why is this a thing that you are advocating for like that's not how you handle bullies kids Mm -hmm. there are better ways violence is not the answer exactly Uh, pokemon i don't know what you're doing this episode but f for role modeling for young kids um, yep. that's what you heard it here first here on sites on Sinnoh. Uh, we then find out what's going on with the hot springs as we see team rocket has actually, I'm just going to cut to the chase here. They, <laughs> they, uh, tapped into the pipe where the hot spring source was coming from to Leona's family hotel and have built their own hot spring higher up on the mountain. So they've kind of, um, What's what's the word? They've pretty much just stolen the the water source infrastructure that um, Leona's parents had set up for their hot springs. Yeah, and, they conveniently had the brilliant uh, business mm-hmm. idea of opening a hot spring hotel and uh, are I guess like siphoning the water away yes. from um, like Leona's parents' hotel and like starting to build their own hotel. Right, and I'm like, how long have you been doing this? Like, 
this had to be weeks at least before uh, our main characters showed up, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, I don't know. But there's a, they're like getting all like dressed up to dig, I guess, the foundation for their hotel. Mm-hmm. And R- Meowth says something like, we're going to dig as hard as music fans at a rock concert. Yeah. And he was like, do people at rock concerts dig like is that a thing people say like not totally sure about this analogy yeah i'm like does he mean like i dig that music like i like it but i think so i don't know man uh it's it's not super clear but i think the funniest part here is when we see this like artistic montage of them supposedly digging for the water source um and like we see them like dig up treasure, but they're like, no, we're here for the for the hot springs, so we're gonna keep digging and just ignore this treasure. <laughs> and they it like shifts through these portraits, which I thought was kind of funny, um, because it's all clearly an act. As we find out that um, something's fishy here, Leona is actually able to tell that the water feels and I think even tastes like the water from her hotels. Yeah, she's like, this isn't a new hot spring. Mm -hmm. This is our hot spring. Yeah, like, I recognize this water. This clearly can't be yours. And calls them out on that. But then, like, they reason, hey, we could just have a very similar source to yours. Um, But this argument quickly falls apart as a whooper (laughs) suddenly appears in the hot spring here, wearing an interesting little device on its tail. Um... And then we cut to this, we just cut to the next scene of Ash picking up the whooper. So I'm like, oh, did whooper just like swim over to them? Um, but Leona points out, I believe that this is a tracker and the whooper belongs to none other than her parents. Surprise, the parents conveniently appear <laughs> walking down by the fountain and they're like, oh, what a coincidence. Hi, Leona. <laughs> I was like, is is it a coincidence? Yeah. I feel like it's not that big of a coincidence. Like, right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Jesse is also like, you can't prove this is your mm-hmm. water. I see, I like, I don't see your name written on this water. If yeah. you can show me where your name is written on this water, then okay. <laughs> it's like, hey, legally, you have no uh, say here. But this is when we find exactly how Team Rocket has been siphoning the water as they've installed a pipe that goes directly into the side of the family's pipe. So what they did is they just chucked this whooper in from the entrance and followed it down as it went through this alternate pipe. So, like, reveal, confirmation, this is indeed her family's water. And Team Rocket's like, ah, the jig is up, so they threw off their uniform, showing Team Rocket underneath, and, uh do like a whole hot spring related motto um i like this motto it's oh really it's like, okay chill i don't know i like how they've been like changing up the motto a little bit because it definitely i don't know if they do that in other seasons but like mm-hmm. definitely gets repetitive so it's kind of fun when they change up some of the lyrics so i yeah. liked their little like we we are here to chill and they like, <laughs> all of these cute um shots of them relaxing in their hot springs with their um new and improved motto for this episode yeah that's true i I think this season does that a bunch more and i love the creativity with the that they put in here so like some of the word changes i think include uh jesse say saying 
putting me at ease and you in your place. <laughs> so just yeah. like although I think mm-hmm. my favorite um, uh, edits this season so far was when uh, Don and Ash <laughs> had their own version of the monologue. Yes, oh, that's great. I love that one. Um, in the Spirit Tomb episode, for for reference, if anyone's listening. Yeah. Uh, and here, Don's like, no, they're a bunch of criminals <laughs> because the mom thinks they're kind of cute. Uh, <laughs> so then they start battling as Team Rocket reveals they have this weird bucket head robot thing. <laughs> a bada bing robot. Is that what it's called? Okay. That's what it's called in the captions. I like oh. I missed it if they said it, but it was like I think it was a it was called Bada Bing in the captions. And they do like the most two hundred IQ move here, which is spray them all with hot spring water. Because as Pikachu tries to go in for a thunderbolt, Ash is like, no 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 no, we're all wet. You might shock all of us. So Pikachu's immediately nerfed for using electric attacks. Yeah, I only thought that like this whole uh, ploy was like actually one of Team Rocket's better plans with like mm-hmm. the pipe siphoning was like actually kind of smart I feel like mm-hmm. and also they were like so prepared with this this big bada bing robots so. yeah <laughs> like <laughs> Team Rocket they they were prepared they apparently knew something was gonna happen at some point so they got this together um, and as Leona and Dawn start trying to uh figure out what to do here she just says to the swine up to all use dig which team rocket's like what's going on here and the swine up come up under the leg of this robot which immediately causes it to lose balance uh and then uh spill hot water over team rocket and then all over itself which leaves the robot very hot and like as hot metal can be and Dawn then steps in to use Ice Beam on the robot with Baneri. Uh, and then the metal starts to crack from the sudden flash freeze between hot and cold. And then completely just falls apart. Yep, good try, bada bing robot. Yeah, <laughs> it's gone too soon. And also, I'd say pretty smart move on Dawn's part as well. <laughs> that they're like, hey, let's use science here to... Um, try to control the situation and it works even sending team rocket blasting off yeah five head moves all around this episode exactly yeah and leona and don are like ah yeah yeah just like old times and those were great combinations so kind of alluding to contests as well uh the parents are like hey yeah if we stick around you we promise you guys can use our hot springs once we have it all back in order so i don't know how quickly they're they're able to do it but they somehow uh, start working on the hot spring fixes and in the meantime they decide to do a tag battle with leona and dawn versus ash and brock so were you expecting a tag battle this episode like this uh i don't think so yeah, no, I mean, I don't think I was expecting it, but I also wasn't like, whoa, tag battle when it <laughs> happened. So I was like, oh, okay, like, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I mean, either I was like, oh, sure, like, might as well get some action in here as well, um, which I think is always nice. And also have Dawn do some battling as well. Um, yeah, like at the very beginning, right when they met Leona, Ash was like, let's have a battle. And Leona was like, I'd love to, but like, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm busy. I have a job. <laughs> 
I'm I'm promising to do the child labor for my family. Excuse you. Um, but yeah, I totally forgot that Ash and Leona were going to battle at the beginning. So uh, kind of cool that we got to this point here. Uh, they're not doing too hot though against Sudo Wudo and Chimchar. Um, but Soina then goes in for a Ice Shard and Piplet uses Bubble Beam. But they're able to dodge the attacks again. So we can again get like this inspirational moment of like what what would Leona and um, Dawn do if they were in kindergarten again? Yeah, uh, first of all, like Brock and Ash's team is so weak to water. Yeah, and, like, doesn't open with a water move. Like okay, and they're also um, weak to ground, like, which Swinub is a ground. Yeah, exactly. Type. So like, and they, yeah, it was a, we- a weird tight matchup. But anyway, mm-hmm. we got we got like most of the. Uh, playground montages in this scene of like Don and Leona uh, remembering when they took down that bully in kindergarten and clearly intending to do the same in this moment. Yeah, and the part here that makes it fall apart for me is that they both like have this flashback, look each other in the eyes, and say nothing to their Pokemon. But we find out that when Chimchar goes in for a flame wheel, it misses. Because Swinub used Dig to not only save itself, but also Piplup, who jumped in the hole. <laughs> I'm Wait, like, no, didn't um, didn't uh-huh? they say to dodge? And then how they dodged was they jumped in the hole that uh, Swinub had dug for Dig earlier. I think is what happened. Oh, so what I'm what I see is more like it. Dawn tells Piplup to protect Swinub. But oh, then we, oh yeah, this uh-huh. is really cute because Piplup is like, I'm ready to take this swine up and like stands in front of swine up and uh-huh. is really ready to take this hit and it's very cute. Yes, uh, and then we just get this silent strategy, I guess, from <laughs> from Piplup and swine up, which was to use dig. So I'm like, if you're going to show all these things, like, I don't know, maybe have them actually tell the Pokemon to do stuff because apparently... They just kind of get the memo here and do it, but they, they don't really get much instruction from their trainers on um, how to act in this part of the battle, at least. Yeah, that's true. They're just so in sync. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Pablo is able to fire a direct whirlpool on Chimchar, um, and then they just keep referencing the, the freaking playground, and we get to the moment where they're just standing on the bully's body. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Piplup goes in for a bubble beam. Uh, Chimchar is still taking hits. Ash, I'll, Ash, I don't know what he's doing here, but he's, he's not helping Chimchar. Uh, and then Swinup goes in for Blizzard. Sudo Wudo interrupts it with a double edge, uh, but the Blizzard still hits Chimchar, so he's just having a rough time this battle. Yeah, there was a really sad shot of mm-hmm. Chimchar all wet from yeah. Piplup's whirlpool, and it was like, oh. Um, and this doesn't help as we get another blizzard on blizzard attack between Swinub and Sudobudo. How Sudobudo using blizzard? By using Mimic, of course. So also uh, always a fan of seeing Mimic in use. But the blizzard <laughs> the the double blizzard is actually pretty effective as we see that all four pokemon on the battlefield have been frozen from this. 
Yeah, so it ends up being a tie, which I get is, uh, I guess, is convenient. And yeah. then Brock is like, it's a tie. So, like, all four trainers, like, walk up to each other and are like, good job. Like, that was such a good battle. Like, you guys did so good. And I'm like, literally all of your Pokemon are frozen solid on the battlefield. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Go take care of them. But right. I guess, like, Hot Springs incoming, they can wait for everyone to, like, chit-chat or something. Yeah, like... They're like, oh, this is perfect for us to go and cool off in the hot springs and apparently melt them out of their ice <laughs> is the implication. Um, so I, I guess they just carry them over to the hot springs from here. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, because we see them all in the hot springs now. The Pokemon are on one side playing. Like we see Hapini, Pachirisu, Baneri, and Piplup like splashing each other. Uh, Chimchar, Piplup, the Swinub, and Sudowoodo. Sudowoodo, of course, being, um, hydrophobic, uh, is just chilling on the side, enjoying the steam, I guess. Uh, oh, I didn't even notice, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> good little detail there. Though, we saw it kind of get over its w fear of water earlier, so I'm not totally sure why, um, it's there, but maybe it just likes that better. Yep, and we also get a shot of Weasel punching the water stream because Weasel <laughs> never stops training. Yes, he's never going to relax, never going to give up. Uh, also a little shot of Krogunk, Turtwig, and Staravia like blushing in the water. <laughs> so maybe Yeah, that makes sense. They have some color from like the heat of the water. That was yes. cute. You're right, right. Um, what if I told you Weasel punching that water comes into play later? What? <laughs> As in, like, maybe two seasons from now. What? what? <laughs> okay, sure, whatever. We'll see. Just, just hold that in the back of your head. Um, okay. But they are are all chatting it up in the hot springs. Um, Leona saying eventually she'll get back on onto the gym challenge as um, as. Uh, as like once the hotel's up and running again uh and she motivates dawn as well to like get back on track with her dreams brock points out to ash hey it looks like dawn's got her confidence back and Ash's like, yeah it looks like it hey leona um why did dawn's old friends call her dd and uh she's like ash you don't know well you see but before she can answer, Dawn uh, tries attempted murder by pushing down Leona's head into the water. Yep, uh, sure, attempted murder is what we'll <laughs> go with. Um, I will also note that, like, so this is all happening while they're, like, in their swimsuits in the hot spring. And I, I don't think I've ever noticed how, like, sideways sticky-outy Ash's hair is. Like, it looks really ridiculous without his hair. Oh. Like, it definitely looks, it's, like, asymmetrical and very sticky-outy <laughs> and, like, sticks out horizontally. Like, definitely more than, um... Leona's does because she has like kind of short sticky outy hair but hers looks fine but Ash looks absolutely ridiculous <laughs> wearing like no shirt and no hat with his hair sticking out horizontally yeah it's just like a little too long and pointy um I feel like in future show in future seasons they kind of tone it back a little bit which I think is is actually not bad um but yeah especially contrasted with Leona I'm like I've, maybe out of maybe Leona's hair should be more like... I think both their hair might be... Uh, you could reason should be more like... um Down, I guess. Because of like the steam and the hot spring and stuff like that. But 
uh they, they don't really go into that much detail here with with the water physics and heat physics um but yeah I, once again we do not get the answer to don's nickname uh and cut to the next day with everyone just saying goodbye to each other and saying hey yeah we'll we'll be here if you ever want to come use the hot springs again and it looks like the narrator says that Dawn's confidence is back, that they've been revi revitalized from the hot spring, and uh, we'll continue onward to Ash's next gym battle. Uh, yes, indeed. Yeah, and that's this episode. So, Karina, what would you rate hot, spring, uh, hot Springing a Leak, which is episode 11 of Battle Dimension? Um, I think, I think I'd give this episode a six and a half. Like, mm -hmm. I think I enjoyed it about as much as the last one, um, but I'm taking off half a point for all of the, the bully <laughs> flashbacks, mm -hmm. which were kind of weird, but yeah, it was fine. Yeah, same here. Um, it was kind of nice that we're retconning some of Dawn's history and being like, hey, yeah, she has friends in Sinnoh which kind of makes sense. And honestly, like, if you think back to Misty and Meg, it was kind of weird that they're from this region, so it would make sense that maybe they knew, like, some people um, in other parts of their travels. Uh, and here we've, like, met Kenny and now Leo and us. I'm like, oh, cool. We're kind of building up a bit of Dawn's history, even though it's not super in-depth. It's kind of neat to see. Um, the flashbacks, yeah. Like, one, as I mentioned before, one would have been fine. But they do, like, five, I think, <laughs> this episode. Um, yeah, I think it was too much in the last battle. Like, they kept cutting away from the mm -hmm. battle to these, like, weird flashbacks. And I was like, I want to see the Pokemon beat yeah. each other up now. Like, I don't want to see little kids beat each other up in the Right. <laughs> um, keep keep the violence to the Pokemon, not the humans. Um, especially the young ones. And I don't think it's the strongest way to show that Dawn's recovered. Uh because the last few episodes have been very much about her trying to get over the loss at the contest. But this one, I like could kind of see them doing that because she's trying to remember like her old like confident self when she was younger. But I, I feel like it could have been a bit more organic and less like all these flashbacks with Leona are, are eventually what kind of lead her her getting her confidence back. So yeah, I can agree with that. And yeah, just with all that in mind, I, th I think it also give it 6.5 as well. Not a bad episode, still kind of nice and cute, but um, definitely could be stronger a bit in its execution. We are so in sync. Yes, <laughs> we're definitely, I, th I feel like we're definitely a lot more in sync here for these two than um, some other ones as well. So I'm glad to see that as well. I don't know what you're talking about. I, have <laughs> I never screamed at you on this podcast. Uh, yes, I, that's that's never happened. Don't um, watch episode uh, thirty something of. <laughs> I'm sorry, don't say no. Um, some trivia here. Oh, cool. So they actually mentioned this. Uh, an episode featuring three Slimeub and Hot Springs also aired during the JoJo saga. So that's what I mentioned before, it happening during Gen 2. And they also uh, catch what you said, which is Leona using Dawn's catchphrase. No need to worry. So good eye there. Um, team, okay, this is some weird 
piece of trivia. Team Rocket's sunglasses in this episode are reminiscent of the ones the Squirtle Squad wore. Funny. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I guess. Um, it's That's a thing. And um, apparently when Team Rocket is being blasted off, they actually reference something that is a famous hot spring uh, a famous hot spring song in Japan. So a little play on words that didn't quite make the cut, I think, in English, but uh, was something they included on the Japanese side. So, yeah, um, question of the week. Would you rather run a maid cafe or a hot spring hotel? Uh, definitely a hot spring hotel. That seems mm-hmm. way more chill. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't want to deal with having to take care of the animals and, like, clean up food. and Yeah, and, like, those maid outfits are cute, but they look super uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> um, as we both know, someone who wore a maid outfit recently, I don't think I could do that for multiple days at a time. Um, and no, I don't think I could even do it for, like, 12 hours. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I... Um, I've been to some hot springs in Japan, and I could definitely go again. Um, though I've never been to ones outdoor like this, and I've, I, I think those are on my list for sure to get like the natural hot springs um, for uh, for some relaxation time. Yeah, but, well, we have them here in BC. So. Oh, okay. Really? It's just for like natural ones from the mountain. Yep. Wow, okay. I've I have to visit there like find somewhere in the US that has them because I'm not quite sure where they are. So if you know, go ahead and let us know in the comments because I'll put that on my list of where to go someday. And as always, if you have any thoughts about the episode, feel free to leave those comments down below as well. Um feel free to check through our playlist as we've covered all of the first season of Diamond and Pearl and now going through Battle to Mention. Um, and if you want to watch these episodes with us, uh, you should be able to find some of them on Pokemon.com and Pokemon TV's official app. So that's a great place to just watch the series in general, not even Diamond and Pearl because sometimes they rotate those out. Um, but yeah, that's a great place to just check out the dub version of the show. And as always, I've been Will, joined once again by Karina. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and if people want to uh, hear some other things that you have to say, where can they find you on the internet? I am Pengumon on the internet. Yes, and I will be teasing on Twitter and Twitch if you want to maybe see me edit the podcast there or play some Unite as well. We are there sometimes. Um, but this has been another episode of Sights on Sinnoh. We will see you next time with... A, an episode called Riding the Winds of Change as we get a potential new partner to the party. Maybe even two Ooh. parties. Yes. Ooh, I haven't watched the next episode Oh, yet, so. okay, uh, okay. Just going to throw some predictions in there. Oh, yeah. We're going to get a Badoof because we're long overdue <laughs> for one of those. Uh, oh, man. And I guess we've seen Lux, Luxray, but we never saw Shinx. Um, well... We saw Shinx in one of the worst episodes, which was the Jubilife City Poketch episode. 
Oh um, yeah, and uh, I remember I I like have zero recollection of what the context of this was, but in a recent episode, that that Poketch app that they like went through mm-hmm. the maze for <laughs> came in real handy. Uh, yeah, they like oh, needed to do man. a coin toss, and I was like, I have an app for that. And I was like, oh, uh, I see. <laughs> anyway, yeah, <laughs> that came back around, didn't it? Oh. Oh, oh man I, I mean just that app in general is like it's a literal coin toss like if you don't have a coin but you have a watch there, there's something there's an issue there maybe uh but yeah no, thank- i feel like these days nobody carries coins but everyone has uh, like their apple watches it's totally a thing that's it's ahead of its time <laughs> oh yes very futurist uh, the pokemon anime um yeah. and yeah as you stick around feel free to listen share i always appreciate that Uh, I've been Will again. And I am Karina. And we will see you in Sinnoh. Until next time, have a good one. Bye.